done. What? I am finished. <laughs> Henceforth, I will not be giving any indication when it comes to my preferences in film. Because I'll tell you what. I'm like, I don't like Tom Cruise. Sure. And then people are like, oh, let's vote for the Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> yeah. And then we have to, and then I have to, and then I'm stuck reviewing Minority Report. Then I make a big deal out of the fact how having to watch a film and read all the subtitles in order to understand what's going on just ruins a film for me. <laughs> and look where we freaking are. Oh, man. It's like it's like a personal vendetta against me. So no, it's fine. You know what? No, no, no. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm calm. In, out. Okay, I'm fine. The but henceforth, yeah. Henceforth, if someone wants to know what my tastes are when it comes to film, mm -hmm. they can bite me because <laughs> I'm done sharing that information on the internet. You know. The one thing I'll say here is, you know, obviously, welcome to the Movie Man podcast. I'm Pete. You're, oh, yeah, welcome. Hey, you're, I'm Brady you're and Brady. completely level-headed and calm. <laughs> and what I'll say is, you know, this was our 2001 vote and the uh, there were some film options. Amelie won, obviously, is the title can show show the listener. But what I'll say is... It won the popular vote, but it won the Patreon vote. And what I mean... The By a freaking landslide. landslide. And the reason I'm bringing this up is our patrons pay money to make you squirm. Yes. That's why they do it. That's all. I mean... Like... I mean, there's... Like, how did how did this <laughs> bullshit French movie beat out Monsters Incorporated? What? Oh. It's, a, it's a freaking Pixar film, and it's one of the, like, <laughs> platinum Pixar films. It's I've only seen it once, but from what I remember and what I've heard, it's good. It beat out Artificial Intelligence, a Steven Spielberg, younger Haley Joel Osment before he grew up and looked exactly the same, but now it's weird because he's old. Just Jude to, Law. I haven't seen AI, but I've been really meaning to. I love Spielberg. I love a lot of his films. I'm assuming this would be at least an interesting view. But no, it did not win. Donnie Darko, which is a, a huge, like, hugely popular cult classic film with Jake Gyllenhaal. But no. I don't think no, I had someone ever... was like, there's this French movie. I don't think I had heard of Donnie mm -hmm. Darko. And when I had seen the, the picture, like the synopsis for it, I was like, wow, where where was I when this, like I had never seen it. Where has this been all my life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, some, some French film. <laughs> no offense to the French. And again, with no offense. Nobody in it that we've ever heard of. No, ever. this is like a the, the definition of a foreign film, a small budget film, a, a film festival film. Like it's it's not like here's Tom Cruise and here's Kate Hudson and I'm just gonna stop talking because I'm coming up with bad examples. But yeah, it's very so I, very small budget. So ultimately, I guess if there's a film in the vote that you really, really want to win and you want to have that power to just kind of like <laughs> screw with the nature of things, then support us on Patreon because <laughs> it's like having the friggin' Infinity Gauntlet or something. You can just go. No, I don't like the way things are. 
and then friggin' everything changes. <laughs> Up is down, left is right, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Um, yeah. I think... Yeah. Yeah. So, but here we are. So I think the thing to remember is good friends of the show love this film, so there was, there's got to be a reason for it. And th it did win the popular vote, too, so I guess, like, some people must like it. Better than Monsters Incorporated, though? I don't know. What the hell's happening? <laughs> this is the first time. This is the first time. This is probably the first time since, like, our third or fourth episode when y'all friggin' voted Grease in over top of, like, right. the Sound of Music and shit. You're like, ah, oh, Sound of Music, hmm. Yeah, it's good, but... <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather y'all watch Grease. <laughs> I felt the same way after watching Grease that I would have had I just like taken a shot of Grease. <laughs> a, a little bit nauseous, filled with a lot of regret. Such a bad film. Anyways, uh, Amelie, Amelie, a film that I've wanted to see for a very long time. I had been curious for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, I was kidding. I Oh. I was no. <laughs> I've heard uh, a lot well, of things. I've heard some things about it. So I'd never heard anything about it oh, until really? Uh well, okay, but not until with the exception of the fact that so 2001 cuz I'm not afraid to show my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2001, I would have been 9 years old. Sure. And I remember uh, and I had completely forgotten of this, like, this memory image, image memory, whatever you want to, whatever, um, until we posted the vote options. And I saw the poster for it, the cover, and I remembered it vividly as a rentable movie option on the movie shelves. Oh, sure. Just because it's such a, a, a vibrant, like, it, it pops, it sticks out. It's this, like, green background with, the, like, a, a fair-skinned girl with bright red lips and and black hair. She's, she's basically Snow White. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I knew the image. Like, seeing it was, like, this blast from the past of, like, Whoa, I remember I remember this image. And I remember always as a kid going, I wonder what that is. Hmm. Anyways, screw that. Inspector Gadget or you know, whatever <laughs> I would rent. Right. Um But yeah. So kind of it was like it was I mean, it's twenty years ago. That's it's twenty years ago. That is that alarming that the math is correct, yeah. And so, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, it seems, seems poetic. It seems, <laughs> right. you know, there's some, there's some justice being done here. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I watched it. I watched it last night. Cool. Uh, I watched half of it last night. And I watched half of it today. Okay. Because, because, spoiler alert, <laughs> I got halfway through the movie last night <laughs> and I was like... I, my evening is too precious for this. I, <laughs> oh, man. There's shit to do. There's yeah. life to enjoy to be watching this film. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. So what would you think of it? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with some trivia. 
Uh, it's not going to oh, be okay. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not going to be about Amelie. It's just about the year and film that is 2001. Thank God. <laughs> um. So 2001 actually is kind of a wild year because it seems like. W- from a film perspective, things really changed after 2001. As far as after 2001, there was so many like trilogies and series that were ongoing or underway that just weren't present. Like they all started in 2001. So I've got five in mind that I consider pretty key, pretty big on the Hollywood scene. I'm curious. I think you'll be able to list them all or at least four out of five. But can you list what I consider the five significant film series or film trilogies that all debuted in 2001. The debuted in 2001. Yeah. Oh God. That obviously, you know, had their first, uh, installment in 2001. Can I have like a bunch of wrong answers too? And they don't like, disqualify oh, just, me? like, can just I just sound it out? I and I, I'll just say, no, that's not it. Or yes, that's it. And I'll keep tab just fluid. Keep it fluid. So, so this is, this. I basically, my list is I've got no frame of references to yeah. what came out in 2001. Sure. So I'm just going to go off of things that like, yeah, I'm just going to go trilogies from the early 2000s. Sure. Uh, the matrix. No. What the hell? I was so sure of that one. What the hell? <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings. One. Yep. Um, not the prequels. Um, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man? No. Okay. Um, this is actually going way worse than I, <laughs> than I anticipated. Uh, there's more than three Shrek films. Uh, I, um, I said series or trilogy, and Shrek oh, is okay. so Shrek is one, so that's two. Lord of the Rings Shrek, and Shrek. Okay, so yep. Sh- yep. Shrek, Lord of the Rings. Yep. Um. Uh, I mean, how many how many films have to be in a series to be a series? More than two. Like it, more than two. Okay. Yeah. Um. um uh. You're going. You're. you're uh, there's five. You're going too fast with this one. There's five. Yeah. The the thing you need to move faster with answering this question. Oh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So the first of the twenty-two films, the first one came out in two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's three. Do you need Toby? Toby would love to help. Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The first Harry Potter. So those, so uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Fast and Furious, Shrek. The last one I don't think you'll get because it's like I consider it big. I didn't get the first four. <laughs> you got one. I mean, kind of. Once you were like, oh, Dolby. <laughs> it's like that's not me getting it. That's all right. <laughs> the, the last one is Ocean's Eleven. The remake came out. So uh, okay, yeah, I wouldn't. Have, and yeah. some people would call it a trilogy. Some people would call it more than a trilogy if they liked the Sandra Bullock one. We won't get into that. Uh, but anyway, regardless, 2001 was just a wild year of like, here, let's start all, start all these key, lucrative, big franchises all in the same year. Like, let's give people something to do for the next 10 years. Yeah, and for the record, it's not that we're not going to get into it because there's anything wrong with female remakes. We're just, as a rule... With the podcast, we don't discuss anything with Sandra Bullock. Um, 
I think you'll find pretty consistently if you go back through 135 episodes of the show, we have never once done a Sandra Bullock film. It's so. true that she has never come up because yeah, we have no problem with like women lead characters, women. No, kind just of, Sandra Bullock. Just, <laughs> just that. Just that piece of. Anyways, okay, um, um, okay. So I'm gonna give what I quickly thought in a nutshell. We did not talk about this beforehand, but I I wonder, we're, I'm a way to break this down and to kind of break into this. I wonder. I've got like a list of like maybe six to ten things that are kind of like important things in the film that I could just kind of go through, kind of summative, and then you could kind of weigh in and be like, yeah, like, what was going on here, or WTF there, or hey, maybe this is a glimmer of sunshine. And they could be kind of conversation points. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, in a nutshell, I, I was curious about this. Based on the people who voted for it, I'm like, wow, a lot of people that we know and have known for a while they they like this enough to vote for it it must have something there there must be something to talk about uh or not talk about but like there must be something to chew on so i was interested to watch it i i ultimately i was i didn't have as negative a experience as you it sounds like you did i definitely i was expecting more i was expecting to be moved more or to be entertained more or just to have something a bit more occur and I think it's just, I, it was the wrong shape for the wrong hole. I, I just wasn't, it just wasn't my tune. And um, I don't think it was a bad film. I just don't think it was for me. There were some times I was interested. There were some times I was intrigued. There were some heartwarming moments, but they ultimately didn't mix together well enough for me to go, wow, this hit, hit the spot. Um, I, I would honestly just summarize it. It's kind of a, it reminded me of Forrest Gump. My kind of like a more intentional Forrest Gump where this kind of innocent, benevolent human being does nice things for others and then they just kind of have a way of turning out good for her. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought. Is it the nipples? Like, do we all just vote <laughs> for this movie because it has nipples in it? <laughs> like, is that, is it some perverted, like, because I... Because, I mean, I'll take a picture of mine, and I will upload them, and then we can just, like, remove that as a film requirement moving forward. People will get their nipple fix, and that'll be, that'll be, that'll be sufficient, I'm thinking. Because, look, I went into the movie soured because it was French. Mm. Not because not just because it was French, but because it was a film that I wasn't going to be able to watch. I had to read. I had to read this movie, uh, and I don't like reading movies. I like watching movies. Bef and so I went into yeah. it, and I was like, "Friggin', friggin', friggin', frog, whatever." Before I didn't want to watch it. Get too heated in the film's defense, at least because I, I would disagree with your statement. Like, it just as human beings, we're different, but I. There were films like, say, Pan's Labyrinth, where, okay, where there's imagery, where there's a lot going on. I actually kind of feel that the, the words are distracting from, from what's going on. For this film, I, I feel like maybe even you could concede. It's not that you really needed to pay attention to the imagery that was going on. Like, it was... It, it didn't require your attention as, as maybe as intensely as, say, Pan's Labyrinth. But I mean, as a film with subtitles, it also requires your attention 
300 times more than any other film does. True. Yeah, it does. You can't, you, you can't, your phone goes off, you have to pause the movie. Right. You can't glance down at a text message because it's it's gone. You're like, oh, what did he, why is he stabbing her now? What, what, what did he say? <laughs> um, right. Right. And so, anyways, I went into it really soured. I went into it going, I don't, I don't want to do this. Then, the first five to ten minutes of this film, I was completely converted. Oh, wow. I completely was swayed. Everything, the intros that they were giving people and sort of this like strange, whimsical, almost like, almost like a more serious Tim Burton-esque world um, of like Hmm. just his, his kind of sensibilities when, like when Tim Burton's doing a movie that he doesn't mean to be creepy, but it still (laughs) is weird, kind of like the Big Fish movie. Oh, okay. Right? Has that kind of like, not quite set and kind of had that kind of had a little bit of like series of unfortunate events vibes happening kind of had these like you know just with like this is so and so they dislike this 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 and this they like this and this and but just the way it was all being presented and then like the 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 time lapse of the pregnant woman carrying the child to full term and just like the imagery i was like this is a really fun movie i'm i'm on board let's do this and then, like, 20 minutes into the film, that is kind of like they changed art direction halfway through <laughs> because a lot of that just kind of, like, takes a hike. Mm. I was 100% into this film. 100% into this film right up until and including the moment where she successfully delivers the little treasure trove time capsule thing to that sure. guy. Sure. Uh, oh, and the guy has, like, the really kind of profound impact from receiving it again. Yes. And had the film ended there, I would have thought that it was a cute little meaningful short film. Mm. Um, It was a lot of fun and just a a good story about like being kind to each other and like going out of your way for the little things, something that might be a little thing to you, but is a big thing to somebody else. Sure. But the film doesn't end there. It goes on for another hour and a half. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> I do not care about that remaining hour and a half. Um, I will admit, like it, at all, it was too long, and it's way too long. It just, it didn't capture it's an hour and a half too long. It, <laughs> I don't think it was that too long, but uh, I, I just, it didn't capture my attention. The mystery was a mystery enough, but I just, the nice moments were okay. The the story that was progressing was okay, but again, didn't warrant my attention for the length of time that it was that it was. And I don't know, it just it just seemed to be missing a piece. There's a lot of nice things about this that could have gone an in interesting way for me, but it just really didn't. When the film presented you with a gem, it was a wonderful gem, and it made. You smile and it was fun and you're like, oh, this is so. This is this isn't so bad. This is good, uh, but those moments were few and far between, and you had to wade through so much freaking manure to get to them <laughs> that it was like not worth it. Like it, the balance between good moments and just mundane crap was not balanced. 
I, <laughs> I, I honestly, <laughs> I just think it was a little too nuanced for me, just because I had trouble. I just had trouble. There were some cute moments where you know, we've got this woman who's just so unique, and she's impacted by uh, Lady Diana passing away. And she, like you said, she vows to do this kind of monumental thing. And then it's just kind of like, from then on, it just doesn't match this intensity. And I I just felt like it had a lot of different threads that it was kind of weaving. And I really didn't need to see it all. I, I, I could have had it condensed. I wanted a bit more kind of urgency to the story. I kind of wanted it to move along a bit faster. And I think, again, like it just comes down to it was a little nuanced for me. And I, I just don't think I enjoyed its style. I, I just lost interest at times. And uh, I don't think I hated it as much as you did. But uh, I definitely can see see some problems, some of the same problems. The first half hour of this film is splendid. It's lovely, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's energetic. The last hour and a half of this film is potentially the best thing that has ever happened to Lost in Translation because it means that I'm probably going to lay off Lost in Translation for a while in order to talk about the last hour and a half of Amelie. Right. <laughs> Oh, I have man. nothing. I've got nothing. There's nothing to say about this movie. It's I didn't. I. It's not often that a film just flat out doesn't work for me. Mm. Like, I'm I'm a pretty easygoing, easy to entertain, happy with most movies kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Like, rarely do I crap on a film. Uh... I, I would say more often than not, I didn't like Cats. <laughs> I didn't like Lost in Translation, which was not even an episode we did. It was just something you recommended to me. Yep. Bastard. And um, <laughs> and I didn't like this. But really, there's I don't spend a lot of time crapping on films. I would say more often than not, I'm like trying to sway you over to to realizing how really good a movie is. Yep. Um, yep. But this just just didn't work. It just, to me, again, and, and I think it was because I went in with bad expectations. Then my hopes got really high, exceptionally high. And then by the time the movie was over, it actually scored lower than I anticipated it was going to when I went in with bad expectations. I think something that I've learned in the last few years of just being a film uh, an enjoyer of film and I, I remember Quentin Tarantino it was some interview on some talk show where he talked about where before he kind of really broke through or actually got into the industry like he used to work at a video rental store and customers or friends would come in and say hey like what what movie do you really like what movie do you enjoy what movie would you recommend that I watch and he he kind of has the interview I saw he had this story where like it's not just that he has a rubber stamp that he says okay I think everyone should watch Corpse's Bride or everyone needs to watch Saving Private Ryan I just made those those film titles up I forget he didn't use exact titles but you have to make a, a, a recommendation based off 
who the person is, what they like, what they don't like. And you have to, recommendations are, need to be as individual as the person are, as the person is. And I think that's maybe what came down with this movie is just, this movie is not my type of film. And I went into it and I did, I wasn't hating on it or, or it didn't have as big of a hill to climb as it did with you. But I think I had higher expectations for it or higher expectations of what it would do for me. And just unfortunately, it didn't do those things. I do. I am going to talk about a couple things that I did like really quickly. Okay. I do it. I just, and again, it's too bad because I really like these things. And there were moments where, like you said, there's interesting things. There's heartfelt things that if it had been a bit, a little more oomph to it, maybe there's something here. But just for me personally, it's not. I did like the concept and the style of just introducing new characters and the introduction of characters throughout. And you get this quick snapshot of who this character is and their backstory backstory, and not so much just complete summary, but also just nuances of like, just is the human being that this character is here's a little bit about them in like a quick snapshot. And it's both the visual aspect of it that I enjoyed and just getting these nuances of characters in a quick kind of snapshot kind of, kind of way. Um, I did like, and it was kind of beginning and return. I did like this um, showing of unrelated events, kind of uh, having nothing to do with each other that would coincidentally overlap and just kind of the intricacy that was involved with them and that kind of story storytelling I liked. Um, I mentioned this, but it's kind of a little bit more of an intentional Forrest Gump, someone who's really benevolent, but good things happen to them, even though they're not really self-serving with their actions. The one thing that I think I think I honestly would have given this film a higher score because I think I would have I would have just had been so more influenced by it was there is the sequence near the end of the film where you know she's she's throughout this whole film she has all these imaginary sequences all these daydreams of how she's envisioning people doing things like you know how, how how she envisions thing envisions things are going or her imagination playing playing games on her and near the end there was just this sequence where you see her in her apartment and she has one of these things one of these visions and then you know you pan to behind her and there's the beads moving in a doorway and it it, lo- it would have led up to like her her interest the male interest here kind of walking up to behind her and for once one of her visions being being kind of interwoven or kind of merging with reality and i i thought that's where the film was really leading up to and it ended up just being her cat walking behind her and i honestly got so excited like i sat up in my chair and i'm like oh no way like this would be really cool to have this theme of all her kind of visions finally come to reality and kind of have this kind of be a neat theme that kind of is a turning point in the film and the storyline and i got so excited not just for what it was emotionally but just as a piece of storytelling and when it didn't happen and i'm sure maybe there's some people who like why it didn't happen or there's some artistic reason why it didn't happen but just for me personally i was really let down when it didn't happen and i honestly probably would have given this score or this film score a good point or two higher just by having that bit of a a cumulative oomph at the end that just kind of tied some things together and not even that it would have made me feel but good but it just would have been like a real kind of connecting of the dots of storytelling 
it didn't happen and i'm i'm that's just me personally but i was disappointed in in the film taking a left when i would have liked it to take a right look i'll concede that i'm being unreasonable <laughs> and i know you are like i know you you put on these things with lost in translation or with this and i, I like i realize that you know you you, you don't think it's oh, really... Oh, no, I genuinely hate Lost in Translation. Oh, you... Lost in Translation was a terrible film. You... Oh. No, I'm not even, like, I, I, I cannot... I cannot express how genuine I am when I say there's no film there. Like, you, you watch Lost in Translation and you're like, what was that even supposed to be? There's That wasn't a movie. There was no story. There was no mm. semblance of, like, resolution to any kind of conflict. Like, what? Just a bunch of garbage. Yeah, no, no, no. I hate Lost in Translation. Ugh. I didn't hate this film. I just, I genuinely don't have anything good to say other than what I've already said. Yeah. And anything that I try to say is going to just be me lying. It's going to be me, like, trying to fluff this thing out. And, like... And I can't, it's not even like I can break down the reasons why I didn't like it. It's just boring. It's mm. just, mm -hmm. the story moves so slow, so slow. The film's way too long. Um, and it just didn't, it wasn't consistent. Like it starts out and it's so good. Mm -hmm. and, and then it just nosedives as far as entertainment value, as far as story, as far as, as like yeah what happened we get it a little bit again where there's like she falls asleep and her paintings are like talking to each other sure and that was kind of like oh okay we're yeah we're kind of coming back to this art style again then but then it drops off and you're like okay well thanks for stopping by <laughs> fun while you were there like yeah i i i don't know it the film the movie starts out really fantastical and then it loses that and you're like oh okay mm. wait what right yeah, I honestly... it starts out not grounded in reality at all, and then mm. becomes very grounded in reality, and sure. then kind of slips out of reality a couple of times, but never quite meets that that initial like, ooh, this is this is fantastical, this is fun. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I think I think like I said before, if that ending had changed, and if the length had been yeah limited, I think the length. I'm not against length of films as a as a rule, but I think with this one for me just. I would put this as a kind of a fluffy film where it's, you know, I'm watching a character who's doing these fun, nice things. There's some fun kind of storytelling moments, you know, where there's this mirroring of there, there's this neighbor who's painting a picture and there's a, there's a girl in the picture who kind of is similar to Amelie and they kind of have this, this, this discussion about the person in the painting and it's, you know, it's very eerily reminiscent of her and it's, there's some fun things here and there like that. And just some some nice moments, but again, it's just kind of lost in the length. And for what for the storytelling that needs to be told, um, I, I I don't need it to be this long. Sure, yeah, that's fair. Do you have anything else? Are we ready to score this thing? I think we're ready to score this thing. I okay, do it. Just do it. <laughs> I think just you'll rip be the bandaid off. I think you'll be surprised. I actually wasn't as hard uh, on scoring it as as one might suspect. I think it was. I don't think it was a bad film. I think it was uh, a lack of a film executing things that made me enjoy it. So I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. It's right in the middle. I did not hate it, but I was definitely disappointed that it wasn't better. 
uh, on Marshall scale, it honestly got about the same. I gave it either a five, maybe a six if I was really convinced, but it's closer to a five. So a 5.5 or a five on my scale. So it's right down the middle. Do I dare cool. ask what you gave it? Uh, I give the I, I have two scores. Okay. Okay. I give oh, the first half hour of this yeah. film a okay. seven point five out of ten. Okay. Cool. I give the rest of it a two out of ten. Okay. Yeah. So I I guess average that or something. I don't know. Sure. But like. <laughs> yeah. Just so so you know. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I am. So curious. what do you want to do now? I'm curious what pe- I'm curious what people enjoy about it. I I'd be curious, you know, what they appreciate, what they enjoy, and um, yeah, I'd I'd kind of like to know what's wrong with people and like. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You know, gain some insight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So now what? <laughs> well, there's usually a segment that we have. Uh, there's usually, uh, and typically, I would ask you a question. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Yeah, but uh, but I'm not gonna do that. What? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this off to somebody else. Hey, fellas, it's Marshall from Hamilton, Ontario, and this week I watched a three-hour black and white Russian film called Hard to Be a God. It's about some scientists in the future who travel to another planet where humans are stuck in the dark ages. What did you guys watch? Uh, what just what the f- what just happened? The cockles of my heart were warmed. That's what happened. My goodness. Can you, can you, so you answer the question first, but can you briefly explain why I've been replaced? Well, in spirit of a French forum film, I will explain it avec plaisir. Um, We have this new thing. (laughs) We have this thing where you can email us or Facebook message us an audio clip where you tell us your name where you're from, and one film that you watched this week, and you ask us what we watched this week. So instead of Brady traditionally asking, hey, Pete, what did you watch? And that starting the segment, uh, if you send in a clip, you can start that segment. Sure can. <laughs> and uh, and you want to structure it just like that. And if you do either that or... Mm. Are supporting us on Patreon, mm-hmm. or sign us, in... or sign up to join or to support us on Patreon. Yeah, if if, if you're supporting us on Patreon by the end of April 2021, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've got some iTunes iTunes gift cards that we're just gift cards. You know, we're giving away three ten dollar iTunes gift cards, and if you like win, and we contact you, and you're like, dude, iTunes isn't my thing. We'll get. We'll say no worries. We'll send you a ten dollars of something else. So don't get hung up on the iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Android or Android or Xbox or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So do it. Like, I mean, the odds are the odds are good. There's, the odds are good. You know, like, yeah. I don't know if this is information that we need to divulge, but like, we have ten. <laughs> we have ten Patreon supporters currently. Well, and I think people can uh, publicly see that. Yeah, so you that's can okay. see that. I just yeah. didn't point it out, but. Like, <laughs> Tennis, uh, there's nothing wrong with Ted. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't mean that. No, like, oh, I okay. just, it's weird. Okay. I don't want to talk about it like we're oh. boasting or like we're complaining. No, or no, 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 no. not to, you know. I see what you're saying. Uh, you're just saying, but hey. Yeah, so your odds are good. There's 10. Your odds are good. Yeah, there's 10 people, three gift cards, and, you know, more people if more people sign up for Patreon or more send audio clips. But, yeah, 
they like it's not like it's not like a lottery ticket where it's like one in 10 million or something like it's it's pretty good pretty good yeah. shot yeah so for less than two dollars a month yeah you'll be supporting us you'll be entered into a pretty good odds draw for a $10 iTunes gift card mm-hmm. and you'll have access to all this like bonus content that have has been popping up on there lately particularly pertaining to the MCU Disney Plus series mm-hmm. um, series is <laughs> WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier so you're going to want to check that out because there's lots more coming mm-hmm. lots more so uh, yeah so yeah anyways Pete Answer the damn man. (laughs) I watched one film this week. I watched the 2017 film Beast. Um, It was a drama, psychological thriller. Uh, It was interesting. Uh, You know, uh, I think if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you should check out the the trailer, the synopsis. It had enough that I was definitely interested and it captivated me and I was kind of wondering where the story would go and what was going to happen and it wasn't uncomfortable enough that I felt like oh I regret watching this so it had that good balance and a good flow and at the end of it you know with this type of film I probably won't ever watch it again but it was definitely an interesting ride and I enjoyed watching it and um, it, it was an interesting film so yeah Beast was the only film I watched which is now confusing because I think didn't I think the live action Beauty and the Beast came out in 2017, so that's kind of just confusing. So. But they do that all the time. Right? <laughs> they do what all the Snow time? Snow White, Mirror, Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. like a, a Thor will come out, and then there'll be like eight bullshit B-rated <laughs> crap. Half, half some of them are like half porn parodies. The oh. other half are just like oh. low budget drug films and it's like oh asgard and son of thor and odin's son and like you know and people are like oh shit there's a film coming we should we should capitalize on this and just you know and, and thor put shy- dave in a wig dave dave put this wig on okay you're thor now got and it okay and action i don't know make something up go thor shagging a rock wow brady what did you watch this week uh, as far as films go, not a damn thing. Um, oh. I watched, I mean, it was Easter, man. It was Easter. True. Yeah, yeah. And yep. assignment heavy with school uh, and uh, stuff like that, you know. But I watched, um, I watched the latest, would it be the third episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, still, still managed to fit that in. Nice. But. So how, how long is that series going to be, the, the Falcon and Winter? Uh, well, if you follow me on Patreon <laughs> uh, and listen to the episodes, I do talk about that. I haven't listened yeah. to it. It's because... just kind of a thing that I do. <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it. I haven't six even episodes. started it. Six, yeah, okay. Six, right. six episodes. Cool. Um, but so far, they're all like 50, you know, 49 to like 55 minutes an episode, too, so... So six is, I think six will be fine. Cool. Cool, cool, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Got anything? Got anything to say? Anything I don't to, think so. you know? No? <laughs> no. No? No? No show keeping? Okay. Oh, oh right. no, no. Sorry, huh? sorry. I thought you meant no, about no, like No, 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 whatever. No, no. It said, hey, 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 screw it. <laughs> no. You know? Doesn't matter. Um, we've got uh, some social media pages below. Check them out. Like, follow, 
subscribe um check out our patreon yeah, you page. spend all the time on your freaking phone anyways do something supportive <laughs> with it for a change check out our patreon page our merchandise page if you're interested in supporting the show helping it grow and in this case like we said if you're interested in uh, entering this contest to win uh, win a prize send us a voice clip of what you watched or join our patreon page and uh, you can be entered to win this contest um thank you for listening and we'll see you or talk to you next time yeah you'll hear us next week assuredly talking about a better film i mean how could we not (laughs) it's not gonna be a worse film because because with a few exceptions those those don't exist (laughs) 